Good morning, and welcome to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Friday, April 8th edition. I am Santino, and I am here with the one, the only, Friday Night Delight, Dave Menkoff. How you doing today, buddy? I am doing fantastic. Can I be more excited to jump in? We have an exciting, exciting uh, slate for everyone, and uh, exciting sports weekend in general, don't we? Yeah, you were saying it right before we went on. Uh, the Masters started today. We have opening day, or well, we're doing this Thursday night, so Masters started today. Opening day of baseball started. Uh, we're about to be on the verge of the play-in games and NBA playoffs. Hockey's in the playoffs. Big sports week, yeah. And the national champion in both men's and women's were, uh, yeah, they won the earlier in this week. So a lot going on here. A lot going on here. But, yeah, man, let's jump right into this nine-game slate. Uh, we have five teams on the back end of a back-to-back, uh, no teams on the front end. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. Uh, first game on the docket, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have one of the teams on the back-to-back. That is the Milwaukee Bucks, so there's no injury report for them. And on the Detroit Pistons, and they're taking on the Pistons in Detroit, uh, we have a 227.5 game total for this for this game and the bucks are seven and a half point home favorites on the injury report for the Pistons. We have Marvin Bagley, Hamid Diallo, Luca Garza, Jeremy Grant, uh, Saban Lee all out and Corey Joseph as questionable. I'll throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on this buck side? Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, given the fact that bucks are going back to back, uh, especially this late in the season, uh, after a tough, tough game where they, squeaked out a win against the Celtics. I don't envision many of their starters playing in this game. So my uh, estimations are, is going to be Giannis, Holiday, and Middleton all sit. If two out of the three sit, the third becomes uh, firmly in play. Despite Giannis' 11800 price tag, I think if Holiday and Middleton sit, he should get a nice boost and should be able to get 65, 70 fantasy points in a very uh, fantasy-friendly matchup here against the Pistons. Uh, if all three are out, um, I think Bobby Portis becomes a fantastic option at 6,400. We know he can get minutes, and especially in blowout scenarios, and especially if he gets starter minutes, he has 40, 45-point upside. And at 6,400, uh, I think it, it could be a potentially fantastic matchup and definitely a good build. And then as far as value is concerned, uh, if a bunch of the regular starters sit, I do like a guy like Jordan Nawara. I think he's going to get a lot of minutes, especially if Giannis is out. Uh, we saw what he did a few nights ago when most of the, the, of the of the Bucks team actually sat and he had played 40 minutes in a blowout against the Clippers where he, where he had almost 35 fantasy points. And at 4,000, uh, I think he's one of my favorite value plays on the slate. Uh, so those are the two guys I'm really going to be targeting on the Milwaukee side. Pat Connaughton also might be worth worth a gamble or two if he gets minutes. Uh, if he can get 25 minutes, I think he has a little bit less upside than, than the aforementioned Portis and Noara. So I'm going to stick with, with Portis and Noara here in a likely uh, second unit game for, for the Milwaukee team. Yeah, and it's it's tough because uh, they are right now the two seed. They just beat the, the Celtics earlier on Thursday. Um, half a game above the Celtics, a full game against above the Sixers for that two seed. They only have two games left. Uh the Celtics only have one game left. The Sixers have two games left as well. Uh, so they could theoretically fall to the 4-5 four, five, four, five matchup if they lose out. Um, 
And this is the back end of a back-to-back. They're about to be right into the playoffs. They are facing Detroit, so if they want to rest people, they can do it this game. Uh, so it's uh, to, to me, I, th- I think they're going to rest people, but you just never know, especially with the team fighting. But I don't really think they care too much where they seed. They are the defending champions. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, if, if Giannis, Holiday, Middleton, they miss, which is likely, uh, Portis becomes in play. Brooke Lopez probably gets a day off as well, too. So Portis... Serge Ibaka both become in play. Jordan Nuoro would be a guy uh, you can look at. Grayson Allen was out um, for this one. Pat Connaughton probably. Uh, but I would probably stick to the Portis, Nuora, um, and then Connaughton a little bit after that. And a little. Um, but yeah, if they all do wind up playing and Giannis, Holiday, Middleton, or a combination of them play, uh, then it's just a point of I don't think I'm going to pay for Giannis because I don't know how much he's going to actually play. Um, Middleton. I don't want to pay up for him or Holiday either. I'd still probably pay for Nora trying to get some scrub minutes there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be com- tough if they all start playing. Um, on the other side of the ball, we have uh, the Detroit Pistons. And, oh, I hear some beeping in there. <laughs> yeah, apologies. Someone's trying to break into my neighbor's car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's rough. Uh-huh. And then, um, yeah, on the other side of the ball, We'll see who what happens. I know Cade Cunningham, to the chagrin of many people the other night, uh, started the game a game and, and didn't play. He played eight minutes, uh, and that was against the Thunder. And then he played 38 minutes the next game against uh, Dallas after missing a couple in there. But uh, we don't know what they're going to do either. We don't have Cunningham on the injury report right now. Uh, and if he plays, I have interest in him, especially because I think Milwaukee's going to have a bunch of their backups, and Cade Cunningham could go off in this matchup. Um uh, Sadiq Bay, if he plays at 7K, could be possibly in a solid matchup as well. I don't think I'm going to pay. I'd rather just pay up for Cunningham, uh, but there's some still some to like there. And then you're looking at Isaiah Stewart. There's no Bagley. There's no Grant. Uh, he's going to be playing a lot here at 5,300, and I expect him to go against a bunch of backups. So I'm um, keeping an eye on those guys and then just seeing what happens with the rest of the injury report here. Uh, but how about you? Yeah, I'm fully aligned with you. Uh, there's not much else I have to say as far as Katie Cunningham, who is making a, a fantastic push for Rookie of the Year, um, coming off a monster game against the Mavericks where he had 51 fantasy points in a losing effort, uh, especially going up against the backups on, on the Milwaukee side. I think this could be a great showcase game for him to solidify his candidacy for that title of Rookie of the Year. So I do love him. Uh, and then I, I love the Isaiah Stewart call as well, 5300 I think that price is definitely uh, palatable, especially against, uh, you mentioned the backups here with the Bucs. Coming off a, a monster 19-14 game, we haven't seen this level of performance out of Isaiah Stewart uh, for this season. A lot of people banked on him to, to provide these kind of numbers going through the season. And he hasn't really reached even close to the level of, of performance that people envision, but I think towards the end of the season, I think he's got some added juice, some added motivation going into the off season. So I do like both of those calls. Um, and then I'll throw in uh, another name into the mix. And, and that's going to, that's going to probably be Frank Jackson at 4,000, just because I think he might get some backup minutes, um, especially coming off the bench, especially if the Bucks end up playing their starters uh, I can see this game turning into a potential blowout where Frank Jackson might get some additional run, but he's more of a tournament dart throw than more than anything. Cade and uh, Isaiah Stewart are the two guys I'm looking at on the Detroit side. 
All right, jumping on over to the other game at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the New York Knicks taking on the Washington Wizards. We have a 219.5 game total, which of the six game totals of the nine that we have, uh, that is the lowest on the night. And the Wizards are one-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have Grimes is questionable, and then everybody else is out. Noel, Randall, Reddish, Robinson, Rose, Walker, Beal, Kuzma, all out. I'll throw it over to you. On the Knicks side of the ball, what are you looking at over here? Yeah, on the Knicks side of the ball, who would have thought looking at early April, uh, I'm going to be targeting guys like Obi Toppin on the New York Knicks. Uh, it's it's un- unbelievable. We've come full circle with this season, um, and he's my number one option at 6,200. He has had a, a huge price spike, but in his last three games, uh, in three games that, that, had, that had competitive games, had some blowouts mixed in there, he's put up. 33 fantasy points and above. And I think I expect that to continue here in a great matchup against the Wizards front court. I think Toppin is rounding out to form uh, and providing the Knicks something to think about going through the offseason. Is he going to get more minutes? Is he going to be more involved in the offense, especially if they move on from Randall? I think Obi Toppin solidifies that uh, that potential here in this game against the Wizards. He's my number one play here. Uh, I'm not going to be looking at RJ Barrett, 8,300. I think that price is just too high with his level of upside or lack thereof at in this point of the season. Um, Alec Burke, 6,800 is worth a dodge throw, but that price I think uh, can be left on the table. And there's other guys in that price range that I, that I feel more comfortable with. Uh, Evan Fournier is always worth a look at 4,700, but he has not been performing well over his last few games. He's definitely missing the services of Randall. Um, there's not as much floor spacing, um, and he's just not able to, to provide enough value, uh, and his shot looks a little bit broken at this point. So the only guy that I'm looking at is going to be Obi Toppin on the next side of the ball, and and I think we, I, I think I think they're, they're worth uh, potentially fading uh, as a team as a whole. But I will have some shares of Obi Toppin at 200. Yeah, I like Obi Toppin as well at 6,200. I think he could again put up over 30 fantasy points, 35 fantasy points or so. Uh, so he's definitely in play for me. Emmanuel quickly, $100 more. I like him. Uh, now that he's playing a bunch of minutes, I only, he only played 26 against Brooklyn, uh, but he saw over 30 minutes the two games prior, and he put up a combined 97-plus fantasy points. So uh, there is some upside, assuming he could get the 30-minute plateau here, and I think he can. Um, <clears throat> with Quentin Grimes, questionable for this one, too. There opens up some more minutes. So those two guys are guys I'm looking at. And then Jericho Sims. Mitch Robinson is out again. Uh, Sims played 35 minutes in the last one, which... We've been, I've been hoping for for a little while. I know he gets into a ton of foul trouble, uh, so that's his big crutch. If he can't contain the fouls, then he's not going to play 30 minutes. But if he can get 30 minutes at 3,700, he's a steal. He put up 38 fantasy points in the last one in a double-double, and I would expect that to happen again if he can see the time and if he could keep himself on the floor without getting into foul trouble. So uh, those three guys are the guys that I'm targeting the most here. Uh, and then I'm going to jump on over to the other side of the ball with the Wizards. <clears throat> and they're going to be in a pretty good matchup. Porzingis gets a crack again at his old team, uh, and then he doesn't have the services of Kyle Kuzma taking up some shots there. Uh, he's also coming off a big 62-point uh, performance on the heels of a 26-18 monster double-double. So uh, Porzingis is in play for a cheaper, expensive-tier guy uh, for me in this particular matchup. I think it's going to be he's going to get a lot of Jericho Sims and Obi Toppin in an inexperienced front court. Uh, and I know he's had some trouble staying healthy, but he just needs to stay healthy for one game against his former team who's playing uh, uh, two people who 
don't have much experience starting. Uh, so Porzingis is in play for me. <clears throat> Everybody else is pretty par for where they're, um, they are. I don't mind Daniel Gafford at 3,900. Uh, he has the ability to blow up, but he also has the ability, uh, ability to play 15 minutes, which he's been playing most of the time. Uh, he had that 31-minute game against Minnesota. Outside of that, he hasn't played over 19 minutes since the, the 19th of March. Uh, so I don't hate going there, but I would rather just go Jericho Sims. I think his role is safer, assuming he can stay out of foul trouble. Um, yeah, for me, I'm looking at Porzingis and maybe a Caldwell Pope, but a lot of these guys are just flyer tournament options. Uh, I don't feel comfortable with them most in, in cash. How about you? Yeah, I, I have to agree with you again. With the low total, low game total, uh, I'm not going to have too many shares of any of these guys, truthfully. Even poor Zang is 8,700. Uh, he's in a great spot going up against the mixed backups in the front court. Uh, and he's coming off uh, a very much outlier 18-rebound game against against Atlanta Hawks. So uh, do I expect that to, to happen again? No, but... It's good to see that Porzingis, when he tries, he can actually get some rebounds, uh, which, which is exciting. Um, so so that, that's something to look at going into the offseason as well. But from a DFS perspective, I'm not going to have too many shares of him. Ish Smith is a guy that I've been targeting a lot. But at 4900 I think that price tag is just a little bit too high. I much prefer Ish Smith in that low 4K range, especially going up against the Knicks. Uh, and same thing uh, when it comes down to Thomas Sodoransky. Uh, he was a, a very popular DFS target as well over recent games, but he has not strung together um, any types of, of of strong DFS performances as of as of late. So I'm going to be fading him. I, I'm okay fading uh, most of this roster here against the Knicks. There are other matchups in a nine-game slate that I'd much rather have. All right, jumping on over to the first game at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, this is a big one. The seven and eight seeds right now, currently, uh, they're one game separated them in the standings. Whoever wins, if the Brooklyn Nets win this, they can climb up to the seven seed and get two sh- shots at home games. Uh, if the Cleveland Cavaliers win this one, they're pretty much knocked out the Nets from getting a chance to jump them. But the but the Hornets are uh, the Hawks are still there. But uh, this is a very very big game here. This might be first. These two might be playing each other. Uh, in a couple days, in, in about seven days or so, or five days. Uh, but before we get there, we will say that there's no spread for this one, but there is an injury report. Uh, Seth Curry is probable after rumors that he might get shut down until the end of the regular season. But Goran Dragic, Joe Harris, Ben Simmons, uh, Jared Allen, Colin Sexton, Dean Wade all out, and Evan Mobley is also questionable for this one. I will throw it over to you. What are you looking at on the Cleveland side of the ball? Yeah, the Cleveland side's interesting. Um, with Evan Mobley likely returning, I'm not going to have too many shares of the front court here in Cleveland. Um, if, even Kevin Love, 5,800, is an appealing price tag, but I, I don't expect him to get a heavy usage, although he's going up against the Nets front court, um, especially coming off the bench. I think he could provide some value going up against Brooklyn, um, but I don't expect him to, to have a significant performance, although that price tag is under 6K, so... I don't mind him for tournaments. Um, as far as cash game stables in the Cleveland side, um, I, I really want to look at Darius Garland, many 400. I think he's going to have one of his signature performances coming off a 55-point effort in a losing effort against the Magic. I think he's going to come out firing, come out upset. Um, and I think he'll if he has Evan Mobley as well to pass to, his assist numbers will only go up. He's been scoring the ball really well as of late, and I expect that to continue against Brooklyn, who give up tons and tons of points um, to, to opposing guards. So I do expect, I do expect this game to, 
to, to be a pretty high scoring affair, actually. Um, so I do like Darius Garland. And then I'll sprinkle in some some Kevin Love uh, Love <laughs> at 5,800 as well. Um, I think that price tag is just a little bit better than Laurie Markin at 6K. I'd much rather take a guy like Kevin Love, a little more consistent. Um, and, and I'll take that $200 savings to the bank. Uh, and, and that's it for me on the Cleveland side of the ball. Uh, what about you? Yeah, um, I, it depends on, on Mobley again as well. Uh, if he plays, I have some interest in him. I like your Kevin Love call. I have some interest in both of them. If Mobley doesn't play, uh, Moses Brown and then still Kevin Love uh, are very much in play for me in this matchup. And then uh, Darius Garland at 9,400. Probably won't have a ton of shares of him, but that's I, I like the matchup. Uh, the last game he had 55 points, and he's done that in two of the last five games, so he can put up 50-plus points in this one. In three games against Brooklyn, he's averaging over 48 fantasy points uh, so there's some upside here as well uh, i do like it i don't know if i'm going to fully go to that price tag with some of the other options on the slate but i don't know who's going to be in and who's going to be out by this time tomorrow so i'm going to keep him in my player pool as well but i do like the front court options a lot on this side uh, on the other side of the ball uh seth curry being probable is it changes things a little bit i think he's in a pretty solid matchup as well um <clears throat> i did like Bruce Brown at 5,300. I don't know if I like him as much if Seth Curry's going to play. That's just some minutes that uh, they're both going to be splitting. I mean, they're both going to be playing out there as well, but less minutes to go around. And I like him when he's playing 30-plus minutes. <clears throat> I don't know if he's going to necessarily get that here. Uh, for Kevin Durant and Kyrie, I probably won't go there either of their ways in this tougher matchup. Uh, again, depending on if we just get a bunch of random every superstar is out and it's just a couple people, then I'll reconsider. But for the most part, I'm, I'm not really going to touch the nets in this game. Uh, but how about you? Yeah. The only guy that I'm kind of looking at here with, with some level of interest on the net side of the ball is going to be Kyrie at 10,200. I think that price tag is pretty, uh, is, is pretty reasonable considering he's coming off back to back games of over 50 fantasy points. And this is like you mentioned, a very important game for the Brooklyn nets. And we've seen in must-win scenarios, Kyrie Irving has, has definitely shown up. Two nights ago against the Rockets, he put up 62 fantasy points and 42 real-life points. So I do expect uh, a potential signature performance from Kyrie Irving here. So I don't mind him. I, I don't mind him. I think he has higher upside at 10,200 than a guy like uh, Darius Garland on the other side of the ball, which I liked as well. Um, so I, I'll definitely have some shares and some interest in Kyrie Irving. But other than that, I'm kind of with you that there's no one else that really speaks to me from a price tag. Bruce Brown is a guy that I like in real life, but from a price tag perspective at 5,300, he's not going to have too much interest. If Seth Curry, and the fact that Seth Curry is going to play, uh, he might have some interest from a tournament perspective of 4,500. But the only safe option on, from, from my book is going to be Kyrie Irving at 10,200. All right, jumping on over to the next game at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Houston Rockets taking on the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are another team on the back end of a back-to-back, -back, so we do not have a spread for them uh, for this game. We do not have an injury report for them, uh, but we do have an injury report for the Rockets. Gordon, Lamb, Schroeder, Wood, all out for this one. Uh, for the Raptors, uh, it's going to be... I, I, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to miss. I know OG, Van Vliet... Um, we're already expected to miss this one, and we might be adding more people after this. So uh, we will see if that uh, Van Vliet got rested on Thursday. Maybe he gets double rest. OG is expected to miss this game anyway, um, but we'll see. I'll throw it over to you. 
What are you looking at on this Houston side of the ball? Yeah, the Houston side of the ball, I'm going to be looking at Kevin Porter Jr. Um, I Again, it seems like we always get the Kevin Porter Jr. games every time we record. And I'm going to keep calling it out because it's fun. And, and and I always select Kevin Porter Jr. So here we go again, even though his price tag has jumped all the way up to 8,400, coming off 50, 50 fantasy point game against the Brooklyn Nets, going up against the Raptors who came off a, a big win against the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I do like Kevin Porter Jr. here, 8,400. I think that price tag is very high, but he's been playing very efficiently recently. Um, he's been getting scoring the ball a lot more, uh, and he's actually uh, not afraid to launch it from three-point land as well, averaging almost five three-pointers a game over his last four games as well. So I, I do like Kevin Porter on the Houston side of the ball, especially all these guys out. And the, the young rookie is is really been performing at a high level. Jalen Green, the 7,600 uh, he, he's been playing lights out. In fact, his last five games, he's averaging over 40 fantasy points. And I expect that trend to continue in Toronto. So I do like Jalen Green as well, rounding out with Kevin Porter Jr. Um, I, I've always been a big proponent, uh, as we all have here at Sports Ethos, with, on Alper and Sen, Sengun. But I, I don't know if, if I can necessarily go after him at 7K here in a matchup against the Raptors. We have seen back-to-back double-doubles but I'm okay passing uh, on him in this price range and much rather stick with guys like Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. And that's, that's, that's basically the extent of my interest here on the Houston side of the ball. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I probably won't have as much Kevin Porter Jr. at that price, uh, but he's been on fire. So you can't knock it at all. And then again, I don't know who's actually going to be playing for Toronto. If they have a full team for the most part, if Van Vliet plays and no one else outside OG misses, uh, that's a tough defense. So I probably won't have as much, but they're on the back end of a back-to-back. They are pretty securely um, going to be the five seed. I think, I don't think they're going to jump Philly to for the four seed. And I don't know if, I don't think the bulls are going to catch them. Uh, so I think they're pretty secure on that four five matchup. I expect them to rest people against Houston. Why not? Um, and in that case, Kevin Porter Jr. gets a big bump if that happens. And Jalen Green, five straight 30-point performances. If they're missing a lot of people, I we might be seeing a sixth. And he's been putting up numbers. Uh, even before the 30-point streak, he put up 40, over 40 fantasy points again. Uh, so that's six straight games of over 40 fantasy points for Jalen Green. Uh, not None over 50, but that's still some... Solid return there. Uh, and those are the two guys I'm looking at the most. Maybe a little K.J. Martin for um, value, but I don't think we need to go there. I think there's going to be a ton of value opening up. And, yeah, you mentioned Shengun. Uh, I don't want to pay 7K, but if they do, if the Raptors do decide to just rest a bunch of people, uh, Shengun will be a pretty good value here at, at, at 7K. If there's if he's going against a bunch of backups, uh, we know he can do work in limited minutes, so uh, give him 35 against backups, I think he could be in store for a nice 45 uh, point game or so. Uh, but if the Raptors play everybody, I'm just going to look at the two big guys, like you mentioned, and uh, then we'll go to the Raptors. And again, I don't fully know how to gauge this team. Uh, ben Vliet missed Thursday for a rest day. He could very likely miss this next game for another rest day. Cause he has been battling injury for uh, the better part of two months now. OG's already ruled out Siakam Barnes, Trent, uh, they could easily get a rest day against Houston. Well, I mean, why not? Like I mentioned, this team is pretty much locked in for that four-five matchup. Um, so they they could they could just do this. They beat Philly tonight. Uh, they're 
47 and 33. Why not give them some rest day against one of the worst teams in the league? Um, If they don't rest, Barnes is in play for me at 7,100. I think this is a game where he can just go off, uh, get a lot of room to grow. Going against another rookie who's making a strong push late but has no chance to win the rookie of the year. But Barnes does. So uh, I do like Barnes, especially if he's the only one of these guys playing. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. is in a decent spot. He could get a lot of threes in in a fast-paced game here. Um, If other people miss... Malachi Flynn, if, if Van Vliet misses again, 4700 that's a very good price tag. Boucher, Precious, um, if Siakam misses or anything, those two guys always take advantage of that. Um, and there's minutes to go around first off, too. So I think there's a lot of options here, but I'm just keeping it the door open to see exactly what happens. I do prefer Barnes if he plays, uh, Malachi Flynn if there's no Van Vliet, and then the two big guys in, in Boucher and, and Precious. Uh, but how about you? Yeah, it's it's tough to gauge again. Raptors coming off a very tough, tough game at home against the Sixers. Um, you gotta feel like they might rest a bunch of these guys. So Scotty Barnes, seventy one hundred. I feel like he's he might not play despite his late push for rookie of the year. I think he's been getting a lot of minutes, averaging almost thirty five minutes a game over his last three games. Uh, this might be a perfect opportunity, a perfect matchup to rest Scotty. Uh, at which point, it definitely opens the door for some of the guys you mentioned. Gary Trent Jr., 5,900, coming off a 30-point effort against the Sixers. It looks like he's got his jump shot back. And if that's the case, I think we can definitely have a lot of interest in Gary Trent, 5,900. Um, I think his price is under 6K again, uh, and this would be a perfect opportunity to attack. And he has 40 to 45-point upside, potentially, if he ends up getting the nod to play. I also love Chris Boucher at 5K, uh, especially if Siakam sits. And then you mentioned Precious Achua. I think he's a fantastic play here. Uh, If we get news that a bunch of the regular starters are uh, sitting out uh, of this game, I I love Precious Achua at 4,200. He's probably my favorite play uh, now that I think about it a little bit more, followed by a sprinkle of Gary Trent Jr. if he plays. Uh, And and that's pretty much it. I'm I'm okay staying away from a lot of these guys, not knowing uh, who's going to be ruled in and who's going to be ruled out uh, at this point in the night. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, all right, jumping on over to the 8 p.m. game. We have the Charlotte Hornets also on the back end of a back-to-back against the uh, Chicago Bulls. Um, Hornets won tonight, so they are only one game back from the Hawks, one game back from the Nets, two games back from the, the Cavs. It's tight there. Uh, but we have for a spread, there is none because the Hawks or Hornets played tonight. Uh, on the injury report, nothing for the Hornets again. Uh, but we have Ball, Ball is out. Matt Thomas is out. Zach Levine probable. Alex Caruso is questionable. I'll throw it over to you. What are you looking at on this Hornet side of the ball? Yeah, on the Hornet side of the ball, it's interesting. Uh, I think uh, earlier, probably as, as early as a couple of weeks ago, going up against the Bulls was a tough task for any team in the NBA. But as of late, uh, it, it's become a pretty soft matchup. And I, I expect the, the Hornets to take advantage, especially after a blowout against the Orlando Magic. I expect them to continue the momentum into the, going into the playoff push uh, and and have a nice performance, starting with LaMelo Ball at 9,100. Uh, he's been playing really well recently, very consistent, um, averaging over 10 assists a game over his last five games. I expect that to continue, uh, that trend to continue against the Bulls. I think he provides that firepower, and that price tag is definitely reasonable to a point where I don't mind uh, going after him. And then his running mates are also going to be in play for me. So Miles Bridges, 7,700, is going to be in play. Uh, he's under 8K. I like him a little bit more uh, from a price tag perspective than LaMelo Ball, but I think he offers a little bit less upside. 
So I'll probably include him more for tournaments more than anything. Uh, and then as far as anyone else on the Hornets side, it, it's tough to really trust the rest of this team. Uh, I think with PJ Washington in the mix, he's consistent, but 5,300, uh, I'd much rather have Isaiah Stewart, who we mentioned earlier at that same price tag. Uh, and then a guy like Gordon Hayward um, is potentially going to play if he is out for this game. Um, definitely, it, it gives me a little bit more interest in guys like Bridges uh, and Rozier. But if, if he plays, I'd much rather take LaMelo Ball and, and kind of walk away from this whole Charlotte Hornets side of the ball. Yeah, and I like that. Uh, LaMelo in this matchup in two previous games averaging 57 fantasy points. So uh, he likes this matchup. I know his brother's not going to be playing, but he's going to be there. So uh, he likes this matchup. Um, Rozier has had success against in this matchup too. Not as much success, but that's what the price difference is for. Uh, he's only 6,800. He's averaging over 37 fantasy points in this matchup. I do like him a little bit more if Gordon Hayward doesn't play, uh, but I think he's still relatively all right uh, if Hayward does play because I don't think Hayward's going to be playing uh, a ton of minutes there. He hasn't really played too much. Uh, he only played one game, played 17 minutes. I can't imagine him going to 25 after missing this one. Uh, but, yeah, I like those two guys a, a lot, as you mentioned. P.J. Washington's a, a solid choice, um, but I'm probably going to leave the front court alone for the most part. I think the upside is somewhat limited, and they're going to mix and match in there. But I do like that, uh, the backcourt. On the other side of the ball, <clears throat> uh, Caruso is questionable. So opens up some spots for uh, more minutes for Ao, more minutes for Kobe White. Uh, we see Patrick Williams is still 3,700, and this is a very good matchup for him. Um, he played 26 minutes against Boston. He played 32 against Giannis, and, and the Bucks had 26 points. Had a dud in the last one, but he's still under 4K. He should be playing 30 minutes in one of the most Friend, fanniest, uh, fanniest, fantasy. <laughs> I combine fantasy and and friendly. Fanniest, um, or friendliest, most fantasy friendly matchup there is out there against the Hornets. Uh, so Patrick Williams might even see some time at center in this in this matchup because the, the Hornets like to go smaller. I love Patrick Williams at his thirty seven hundred dollar price tag. I'm gonna have a lot of shares of him uh, with Caruso probably not playing. That means that it just opens up more minutes in the rotation. It'll push uh, Levine and DeRozan up again. Uh, so I really like that. Even DeRozan, 8,700. This is a, a matchup um, that he's had some success in too, averaging over 46 fantasy points in uh, two previous meetings. Uh, Levine has been in and out of the lineup, so I don't fully want to go there. Uh, Vucevic's been um, just not been playing great, though he does he has huge success again in this matchup with 59 fantasy points in, in two matchups. Um, I, I like a lot of this side. I like DeRozan. I like Vooch at his price tag. Uh, Patrick Williams, I'm really high on. And then if Caruso does miss, I, I would prefer Ao over Kobe White. But both of those guys are still under 4K. You can take a shot at either of them. Uh, how you feeling about this this side? Yeah, I, I feel like if the Bulls keep it close, there's going to be interesting uh, matchups. Uh, I, I'm okay going after guys you mentioned, like Demar Derozan, 8700, firmly going to be in play, coming off a dud performance. This is a perfect matchup to go back to the well where he had 52 fantasy points in the last game before the Celtics game. So I do like DeMar under 9K. I think it's a good price tag. And Vucevic, uh, you got to figure he's going to snap out of the slump at some point. Uh, and why not go up, going up against the Hornets, who are just a matchup dream uh, in the front court, giving up rebounds and points uh, in bunches to, uh, to opposing center. So I do like Vucevic here as well. And then you touched on 
Patrick Williams, 3,700. He's getting his legs back under him, despite the dud you mentioned in the last game. Um, he's, he's a prime candidate to have a bounce back. And under 4K, one of the better value options on, on the slate. So I, I do like all three of those guys. If I had to rank in terms of which ones I like the most, it'll probably be Vucevic number one, followed by Patrick Williams, and then round it out with the Martin Rosen. I like it. Uh, anytime you're playing Charlotte, there's a lot of options, especially when the prices are all right. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Jumping on over to the other game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Atlanta Hawks taking on the Miami Heat. We have um, no spread for this one on the injury report. We have John Collins, Lou Williams, or Lou Williams questionable, John Collins out. Dwayne Dedman, questionable. Uh, Highsmith, questionable. Caleb Martin, Markeith Morris, Gabe Vincent, Omar Yurtsevin, all questionable, and P.J. Tucker out. I'll throw it over to you. What are you looking at on this Hawk side of the ball? And they are currently the nine seed tied with the Nets for the eight seed, one game against, above the Hornets, one game behind the Cavs. Uh, just a tight, tight race in that play-in. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect opportunity for Trey Young to, to put up a monster performance. His price tag is very high, 10800 and he's had a very little success against his Miami Heat team, who's shut him down this season. But I think this would be a perfect opportunity to target him for tournaments, but he's going to be very low-owned because his price is so high. But he's coming off three straight games of over 50 fantasy points, and I expect another strong performance as the Hawks are propelling towards that play-in game, they want to they want to get a better matchup as well. So I, I don't mind going there. Uh, Clint Capella, C600, is not going to be a guy that I'm looking at. I think his price is a little too high, uh, just given his production as of late. I actually really like Bogdan Bogdanovich at 300. He's been playing really well off the bench, um, and his price actually decreased despite his strong play over his last two games. So I expect Bogdan Bogdanovich to get heavy minutes uh, despite being uh, the sixth man on this team, I, I expect him to put up 30, 35 fantasy points. And I think 300, I think he's a great option. He's my favorite option, actually, on this Hawks side. Uh, and I'm not going to have too many shares of anyone else, including Danilo Gallinari at 5,200 or Kevin Huerta at 4,900. Uh, neither of them provide enough consistency uh, at their price tags to, to make it really worth it. Same with DeAndre Hunter at 4,600. I'm okay staying away there. Um, so the only guys that I'm really going to be looking at is, is, are going to be Bogdan at 5,300 and Trey Young, for mostly for tournaments and tournaments only against this tough key defense. Yeah, um, I really, I, I don't mind paying up for Trey Young, but again, I don't know if I want to spend that here. Um, it all depends on what happens. There's there's some big big names that we're going to come back uh, around later, and I don't know if who's going to be a healthy and whatnot. Uh, like a, if a Giannis plays or if uh, <clears throat> uh, ugh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, Luca, Luca plays and they're, they're ready to go that I would prefer them for the upside. Uh, it'll probably not too crazy of a price more, but uh, we don't know. You might have just extra money because it's the end of the year. People are missing games. Uh, those two teams are playing th those two guys that I just mentioned, they're playing the Pistons and the, the Blazers. So they might not even play. Uh, we'll see. So if there's money left over, yeah, Trey Young, I, I think he can continue this. Uh, but this is a tough, tough matchup. Uh, outside of Trey, I'm probably just going to leave it alone if I even go to Trey. But that'll depend on what the injury report for the, around the rest of the slate says. Um, on the other side of the ball, the, <laughs> the, the questionable heat, everybody comes in questionable here. Um, I think Bam is in a, a decent spot here at 8,100. 
Um, his one game against the, the Hawks, he put up almost 40 fantasy points, so it's not bad. He had 40 in the last one against Charlotte, um, and then a couple duds before that. But he was putting up – he has over 41 fantasy points in three of his last five games, which is solid. Probably won't go there, uh, but – Again, depending on what happens with the rest of the slate and people's injuries, uh, I'll keep him in my back pocket there. Tyler Hero at 6,700. With everybody seemingly more healthy, like Kyle Lowry looks like he's playing and whatnot, I don't love it, but I still think 6,700 is is low for him. I think he could have over 35 to 40 fantasy points in this one, uh, so there's room for improvement there. Um, Yeah, and then that's probably it for now. Um, Kyle Lowry I could give some look to at 6K. Uh, I don't hate that. Um, I just don't know what's going to happen with these. A lot of these questionable people. If they, if like a Martin, uh, Vincent both miss, then Struss becomes in play for me more uh, at his price tag of forty-five. Duncan Robinson at thirty-five. But I don't fully know if they're going to play. If they all play, they're they're going to be chopping up minutes and, and whatnot there. So leave them all alone. But make sure you keep an eye on that because some of these guys off the bench will get extra roles, and then Tyler Hero as well, and Kyle Lowry will get some additional minutes and. That'll help them out as well. But um, if everybody plays, I'm, I'm just looking at at those three guys in, right in the middle there. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I, I actually like Jimmy Butler here in this matchup against the Hawks, 8,600. Um, coming off a 48 fantasy point game against the Hornets, which we just talked about, I think this is another fantasy-friendly matchup here for Jimmy. Uh, and we haven't seen uh, a Jimmy signature performance um, in recent games. But maybe this is the perfect opportunity in this matchup, um, especially for a Miami Heat team that is really rounding the four winners of their last four games. I think this would be a great opportunity for them to continue uh, and really force the Atlanta Hawks to be on, on the brink of elimination. So I do like Jimmy Butler at that price tag. And then you mentioned Bam at a bio, 8,100. Uh, I think it's a great matchup for him, especially with no John Collins. I think he's going to be able to really put up some strong numbers. I I think I'd much rather take Jimmy Butler if I have $500 extra to spend. I'll take him over Bam, but I don't mind Bam either. Uh, and then Tyler Hero, who's in 100, he's just been an absolute legend off the bench this season. Uh, the Sixth Man of the Year award winner, uh, without any, without much debate, I think he's going to be pretty pretty much all all. Um, he's going to be a consensus uh, Sixth Man here, uh, and he's been playing really well. So I think this is another great opportunity going up against the Hawks. Second unit where Tyler Hero, 6700, is my favorite play on the Miami Heat side, followed by Jimmy Butler, and then I'll sprinkle in some Bam at a bio. All right. like it. Uh, jumping on over to the next game, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're on the last three now. Uh, we have the Portland Trailblazers on the back end of a back-to-back, taking on the Dallas Mavericks. We have a 221 game total. The Mavs are a whopping 18-point home favorite. Uh, and I forgot to mention the Hornets do have a spread here. Hornets and Bulls, 227 and a half. And the Bulls are, um, oh, it just froze on me. The Bulls are two and a half point home favorites there. Um, all right, but I will throw it back over to you on the in, uh, the injury report. Dallas Mavericks have Maxi Kleba, questionable. Hardaway Jr., out. Portland doesn't have anything submitted, but you can just put anybody that's breathing on that injury report. And I will throw it over to you. What are you looking at out of the Walking Dead that they call uh, one of the Walking Deads on the slate, the Portland Trailblazers? Yeah, uh, they're doing a fantastic tank job, uh, to say the least, uh, with so many guys out, uh, game in and game out. And it's actually ruined DFS uh, when it comes to pricing because it's impossible to price this team 
with so many guys out and so many guys getting elevated price tags. Um, I don't mind Chris Dunn if he gets a starting nod at 300 coming off a, a near triple double uh, where he had seven, eight and eight against the Thunder. Uh, I think this game is going to be early very quickly. So Chris Dunn might get additional run and I don't mind him at that price tag. Uh, and then same goes for Keon Johnson coming off a 41 point fantasy effort where he had 18, six and seven against this against a Thunder team. I expect him to get also uh, all the minutes he can handle, especially being a young player. Uh, this would be a perfect opportunity for him to showcase going into the off season. So I, I don't mind him as well. Those are probably the two guys I'm looking at. I'm not going to have too much interest in guys like Greg Brown at 4,800, uh, even though he's been getting minutes. CJ Ellaby at 4,900 is also a guy that has not really popped over his last three games from a fantasy perspective, from a DFS perspective. Ben McLemore, I would love to target at 4,200, but he's he can go ice cold from, from beyond the arc uh, very quickly. So I'm not going to be going too far. Um, I'm, I'm not even going too far in, into that. Um, that build. So really it's going to come down to uh, some sprinkle of Chris Dunn and Keon Johnson. And, and I'll call it a day on the Portland side of the ball. Yeah. And uh, Dunn actually started tonight, uh, tonight's game against the Pelicans. He only played 20 minutes. Uh, they got bombarded, um, but I don't, I don't hate him there. I don't hate Johnson either. Probably won't go to them, but just, just cause Dallas is a tough, tough defense. Uh, and I'll throw in Reggie Perry at 3,900. Uh, he actually played 22 minutes in tonight's blowout, so uh, he produced pretty solid line there. 15 points, four steals, two blocks, three boards. Uh, he he can do that if he's getting over 20 minutes, but he's just not. Uh, so I'll just that's a very deep dart throw there. Um, but yeah, I'm probably not going to have too much exposure to this team. Everybody is getting priced up, and even though the roles are there and and whatnot, uh, they're just a bad team. They're just a very bad team, and. Um, don't really want them at their their price tags at the moment. And on the other side of the ball, Luka Doncic, twelve uh, two. I was talking to him before. He could easily blow up, but he only played Portland once this year and took eleven shots in that game, and he still had fifty six fantasy points. Uh, he had a fifteen fifteen and ten triple double, again on only eleven shots. That's just absolute insanity, and he could probably do that again uh, here. Uh, again, uh, maybe even a little bit more if he if he shoots a couple more shots. I don't know how competitive this game is going to be, and if they even play him, uh, they could just rest him. This is an easy shot to rest him. They are going for uh, the three seed. They're a half a game behind the Warriors right now as we're doing this podcast. Uh, the Warriors are currently playing the, the dead Lakers, so they're probably going to stay uh, a full game behind here. Uh, but they have a chance to get that three seed and get out of the 4-5 matchup. So, Maybe they do take it. Maybe Luca plays 30 plus minutes in here. And if he does, I, I don't mind paying 12 2 he could literally fall asleep, play back, play the game backwards and still put up a, a double double, at least against this team. It's just very bad. Um, and outside of that, probably just leave it alone. I don't really like all the price tags either. Spencer Dinwiddie would, could be a guy you can target and Jalen Brunson in this specific matchup. Uh, it may be if Kleba is out uh, Marquise, Chris or Josh green draws the start. You can look at them. Uh, for their super super cheap price tags, but outside of that, um, probably just gonna let it let it ride on Luca and uh, go from there. How about you? Yeah, uh, I feel like I want to target Luca here, but I think the blowout potential really ruins it for me. So I'm gonna just avoid anyone who gets any relative useful minutes on this team, and I'd much rather go after guys 
like Josh Green at 3,500. I think he's going to be firmly in play. He should get 20 minutes again. In 20 minutes in his last game against the Pistons, he put up almost 20. He put up 27 fantasy points. So I expect that trend to continue here against his Trailblazers team. It should get plenty of additional run. So I do like Josh Green, and that's it for me on the Dallas side. I'm not going to take any shots at Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Jordan Finney-Smith, any guys like Dwight Powell. They're all in the similar 5K price range, and I'd much rather go after a guy that should get plenty of minutes down at the bottom of the pricing range with with a guy like uh, Josh Green. All right. I like it. Uh, jumping on over to the next game, we have at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, one of the two late games, Phoenix Suns taking on the Utah Jazz. We have a 226 game total. The Jazz are two-point home favorites. Uh, we have Dario Saric, Udo Udoko Azubuki, Trent Forrest all out for this game. Um, I will throw it over to you. What are you looking at on the Sun side of the ball? And uh, they're the underdogs in this game, which is weird to see. Uh, but what are you looking at on the Suns? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, with all these guys back on the Suns, um, I really like Devin Booker at 9K coming off back-to-back 50 fantasy point games. Uh, I think he's a perfect, perfect candidate here. Uh, to really play well and and really show out uh, for the Suns team in a fantastic matchup against the Jazz. I expect him to stay very close uh, and and stay close very often as well. Um, So I really like him, even though he's $9,000. I think he's definitely making a push for all NBA. Uh, First team, potentially first team, most likely second dude. But but in general, excuse me, I I still think he's going to be in play. Um, I'm not going to have too many shares of Chris Paul, 8,100. I think he doesn't score enough points to, to be relevant. DeAndre Aiden going up against Rudy Gobert. Uh, I'm going to probably have to go ahead and pass despite uh, a great performance in his last game. Um, I, I just, I don't see it, uh, him hitting value 6,800. I'd much rather just take my, my chances with a guy like Devin Booker at 9,000 and call it a day on the Phoenix side of the ball, which should be a very competitive game. What about for you? Yeah, um, I think Booker is in a solid spot here. I probably would go go to Garland. I mentioned earlier, $400 more. I think the matchup is just really good. Uh, but Booker's on a roll right now, and he does have a case to be all NBA, um, especially with this record, being the best player on this team, uh, on the best team in the league. So strong, strong case. Uh, outside of Booker, though, um, I'm probably not going to go too heavy on anyone else in this particular matchup. Uh, eight and under 7K intrigues me, but not in this specific matchup. Uh, and I, I think they just mix and match a lot, and everybody can pitch in. Now that Cam Johnson's back, it crowds things up for Jay Crowder. Uh, Torrey Craig was on a roll a little bit. Crowds things up for all those guys. You know, Johnson's probably going to play some more, some more small forward as well. Um, see, I'm probably not going to go too much for anyone uh, outside of Booker if I do go him, but I do prefer Garland a little bit more than him. On the other side of the ball, Similar matchup. You're getting two of the best defenses in the league. Uh, these guys are going to be grinding it out against each other. It's going to be a fun fun matchup to watch uh, and a potential second-round preview. As of right now, the Jazz are the five seed. Suns are the one seed. They both win. Uh, we could see them facing each other in the second round, so something to keep an eye on. Uh, this might be a round two preview if the Jazz can get there. But on the Jazz side of the ball, probably – I really don't want to attack too many people. Uh, Mitchell and Gobert would be the guys I'm looking at, but at those price tags, I like the alternatives. Uh, don't really want to go for anybody else. I'm probably just going to leave them alone here. Uh, but how about you? 
Yeah, I, it's, it's tough to really trust anyone. These price tags are very fair on the Jazz side. Personally, I think they're all priced right where they should be. Um, guys like Jordan Clarkson, Van 100, uh, has been playing really well. But I think his price tag is just is too high at that price tag. Same with Mike Conley, 6200. I think coming off a, a solid game against the Grizzlies where he had 33 fantasy points, I just don't see him being enough of a high upside at that 6200 price tag for me to really target him in lineups. Rudy Gobert, 300. Same reason why I'm avoiding DeAndre Eden at 6800 is the same reason why I'm avoiding Rudy Gobert, 8300. I think uh, he definitely has 50 point upside in any matchup, uh, but I just don't expect that to happen here. Uh, against the Suns, I think it'll be a battle of the guards, uh, at which point I'd much rather take some of the pricing on the Phoenix Sun side of the ball versus the Jazz side and call it a day. Uh, there's no one else really that, that, that really pops and, and someone someone that I can really trust on, on the Jazz side. I think it's a competitive game, uh, but from DFS perspective, there's not a whole lot that I like. I like it. Uh, now jumping on over to the last game of the night, we have two Walking Dead teams. Uh, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Los Angeles Lakers at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Lakers are on the back end of a back-to-back. They're currently in play right now as we're doing the podcast. Uh, we have a 228 game total. The Lakers are 8.5-point home favorites. No injury report for the Lakers, though um, LeBron, AD, Westbrook, Mello were all out. I don't even know if we're going to see them again. Uh, would make sense. It wouldn't make sense either way, I guess, if we see them or not see them. I don't know. Uh, but on the Thunder... We have a laundry list, just like the Blazers, everybody. Uh, Baisley, Dort, Favors, Giddy, Shy, Jerome, Mann, uh, Mascalo, Williams, all out for this one. I'll throw it over to you. What do you make of this Thunder team and this matchup? Yeah, the, the Thunder team is interesting. Um, I have to say, uh, it, it's going to be an interesting game, um, just given all these guys out on both sides of the ball. Uh, and the price tags, similar to the Trailblazers, a lot of these backups are getting a lot of minutes and they're getting a lot of run and their price tags are reflecting that. The only guy that I'm really looking at in the Thunder is going to be Jalen Horde, uh, which is crazy to think that the Wake Forest product is going to be one of my favorite plays on the Thunder side a couple of weeks ago. I, I, don't, I don't think I even knew who Jalen Horde was, to be telling the truth. And now I'm looking at him as a great option here against the Lakers front court. He definitely has high upside. We saw that uh, a couple of games ago. We had 24 and 21 against the Trailblazers. Uh, how, how nice. Uh, so I, I expect that to happen again here against the Lakers. I think there should be a ton of run and tons of opportunity for him uh, to really shine at that price tag. Aaron Wiggins, another guy, 4,600, is going to be firmly in play for me going up against this 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 backup Lakers team. Uh, and, and finally, the third guy that I'm looking at is going to be Olivier Saar. At 4,100, all three guys are are high value, high upside kind of guys. Um, in terms of how I look at them and rank them, I'll probably go Olivier Saar number one as uh, number one option, followed by Aaron Wiggins, and then I'll round it out with them Jalen Horde, uh, and I'll call it a day. I'm not going to take any shots at Xavier at Xavier Simpson, uh, although he's been playing well since he's been signed by the Thunder team. Um, I, I'm not going to have too many shares of him here in this matchup against the Lakers. And I, I think uh, everybody has a good, great matchup. The, the Lakers, without these guys, uh, they, they stunk anyway with everybody, but without them, uh, there's just going to be backups versus backups. Uh, 6700 for Pokemon, I like that price tag. Uh, he's coming off of a triple-double. I don't think he's going to do that again. But against this team, I mean, he, he could. He's not going to be playing against anybody um, 
that that's really good. He's going to be playing against pretty much people who could be playing in the G League for the most part, uh, summer league people. Uh, so Pokemon at 6,700, really like that. You mentioned Horde at 5,600. Uh, that's a solid price tag as well. And then whoever's on the team, I think they just waived Sar uh, yesterday, I believe, actually. So uh, even though he's playing really good, it, I'm pretty sure they just waived him. So uh, that's insane. And and then uh, I don't know who's going to be even in the rotation. They're just picking up people, 10-day contracts, and then playing them 30 minutes a night. It's it's crazy how they're doing it here. But uh, Waters has been playing pretty solid. He played 27 minutes again in the last one. I don't hate him. I don't love him either. Um, for me, I'm trying to stick at with Pokemon, Horde, and then depending on what the lineup looks like, if I can even wait then, uh, I'll, I'll try and trickle in some other people. But it's very hard and to know who's going to actually play and who's not. Um, but you mentioned Simpson. The dude played 44 and 39 minutes in, in a back-to-back two games after getting signed. So he could be in play again if he's just going to get thrown into the fire and played as much as possible. Um, but this is such a tough team to look at because uh, they don't have any semblance. They, they're playing people and then releasing them and then picking other people up and then playing them a ton of minutes. It's like they're, I, I hope they don't get the first pick because this is just a, the worst tank job. Uh, it's, it's rough to watch. But on the other side of the ball, we don't have an injury report for the Lakers. LeBron, AD, Westbrook, Mello all missed this game on Thursday. It's going to be tough to see them play again. Uh, they're already eliminated from playoffs, so I don't think they'd play. If someone did play, I would say Westbrook. Uh, LeBron's nursing an injury. AD has been injured all year as usual. Uh, Melo's just older, so I, he doesn't need to play right now. Uh, so maybe Westbrook, but probably not. If they all miss again, Malik Monk, Taylor Horton, Tucker, those two guys are the guys that I'm going to take chances on because uh, they'll have the ball in their hands a lot. And they'll 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 be shooting. Orton Tucker will be able to run like a, a point forward here with no one else on the team. Um, I'll look at those two guys the most. I don't mind Austin Reeves, but I don't think he he's going to be the facilitator type guy. I know he had six assists in the last one, but uh, that's more of an aberration. Um, but I, I would look at Monk and, and Tucker and then leave everybody else alone. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I'm with you. Malik Monk uh, is definitely a guy that it's going to be firmly in play. 5600 is a great price tag. He's in that mid-tier range. Uh, going up against the Thunder backups and, and third string and fourth string and, and G-leaguers, I think he gets as many shots as he wants. He could provide some value um, and can provide some, some playmaking abilities as well. Uh, and that's pretty much it for me on the Lakers side. I, don't, I can't trust Austin Reeves. Um, despite his $4,000 price tag, I'd much rather take some other guys near $4,000 and call it a day. Uh, and this Lakers side of the ball is pretty tough for me overall. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to have too many shares of anyone. Uh, and I'll, I'll probably take some shares of Malik Monk, but mostly for tournaments. I, I can't trust him for cash games. All right. I like it. Okay, buddy. That does it for our nine game podcast for this Friday. Uh, before we head on out of here, you want to run our favorite player tiers? Let's do it. All right, I'll throw it over to you. Who is your favorite uh, high price play of the night? Favorite high price play of the night is going to be Devin Booker. Uh, I'm going to go towards the, the bottom range of the, the high price guys because it's so hard to trust a lot of the, the high price guys. They're, they don't, they're not in a fantasy-friendly matchup. So I like Devin Booker at 9,000 going up against the Jazz. I think he can put up 40, 40 points. And, and potentially close to 50 to 55 fantasy points in this game. All right. And I think there's a there's quite a few guys here. Um, I really want to look at 
Luca, but I'll, I'll see what happens on the injury report. And I don't even know if he's going to play. Uh, I mentioned a few times I like Garland, but I don't know if I'm going to go there because I want to see what happens with other people. Uh, but I'll throw him in there. I don't know if like a Giannis or a Luca are fully going to play. So I, if, if those guys don't, I think Garland's going to be in a fantastic spot against Brooklyn. Uh, they're playing for their playoff. Well, not play a play in seed lives here uh, to at, to get home court twice potentially, or at least once. Uh, so I really like Garland here. I think there's a lot of good guards in that in that range. We mentioned Garland, Ball, Booker, all right there. Uh, I like Garland. But how about your favorite mid tier play of the night? Mid tier is gonna. It's all gonna be based on injury reports. But if we get injury reports early on in the day, I love Isaiah Stewart three hundred. I think he's in a great matchup going up against the backup. Milwaukee Bucks team and if that happens I think he has a huge upside at that price tag yeah and you're and a lot of it like you mentioned is going to be injury reporting uh people are going to be in people are going to be out it's going to change up the entire slate probably by this time or not this time tomorrow but by tomorrow when we're tipping off we might have a completely different outlook but right now I'm not going to go with any who's in who's out I like Pokemon just mentioned him in the last game he's going to go against the whatever the Lakers throw at him uh, I think he's going to have a really big game in this one and as a focal point of whatever the Thunder offense you want to call that uh, but how about your favorite value play of the night yeah favorite value play of the night is we definitely touched on quite a few guys at that low price tag um, so it, it's going to be tough to really pick one potentially, um, but I'm going to have to go with a guy like, like Olivier Saar uh, on the Oklahoma City Thunder at 4100 It's a fantastic price tag coming off two straight over 30 fantasy point games. Uh, the Kentucky product is playing really well, and it's a perfect opportunity going up against the, 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 the tanking Lakers now. Uh, I think this is a great matchup for him, so I'm going to go with him. All right. Uh, I like Jericho Sims at 3700 Him and Pat Williams are both the same price tag. Uh, very high on both of them. I'll go with Sims. I don't think he's going to be owned as much. And against Washington, it's kind of a tougher defensive matchup. But if he can stay out of a foul trouble, that's an easy double-double with some stocks there. So um, it's just on him to stay out of foul trouble. All right. I, I love it. Awesome. That does it for our nine-game slate. Is there uh, Before we head out of here, is there anything else that you want to want to say? I just want to say good luck, everyone. Uh, we have a big slate, a lot of injury information, a lot of news around who's sitting, who's starting to come out throughout the day. So so stay tuned for, for the latest reports and, and good luck out there. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you guys as always for tuning in. We'll catch you again tomorrow. Peace. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.